Hey guys, I have a question for you. Are you ready for something new and for your life to take a meaningful direction? Well, we are about to take a big step into the world of possibilities, a place where we don't like to talk about how bad things are, but rather of how great things could be. Here, we look at the world with a new set of eyes, learn our thing or two, and by inspiring each other, we try to find happiness in new realities. I'm Anne Therese, and this is my podcast, Hey Change. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Change and get ready for some life-changing new knowledge because today we're going to dig deep into the world of sleep. And I'm not going to ask if you've ever thought about sleep because if you're like most humans on this planet, I'm sure that's something you actually think a lot about. But let me put it like this, how much have you actually investigated in your sleep? and more so in the mattress that you sleep on. Because when I interviewed Jay Decker at Avocado Green Mattresses, a company providing natural and sustainably sourced mattresses, I realized that I have for sure not investigated enough. Because some of the things that we talked about, I literally had no clue what's going on in my mattress or let alone in my home. So I'm super excited to share this one with you guys. It's both a very educational and inspirational interview. And Jay is amazing, as is his company Avocado Green. And if you happen to be curious to try out some natural and sustainable sleep after this episode, I'm happy to share that they are giving you a $100 discount with the code HEYCHANGE. So don't forget to check them out. I will of course share this in the show notes so you can easily find their website and how to shop. All right, are you ready? Because without further ado, let's talk change and sustainable sleep with Jay Decker from Avocado Green. guys so welcome back to another episode of hey change and today we're talking to the amazing jay decker from avocado green hi jay hey how are you uh, i'm great how are you doing doing great happy to be yeah me too uh, i'm actually realizing i don't know where you are right now i'm in uh, jersey city right across from manhattan oh so you're on the east coast yes yeah i saw on your instagram store you were doing some cool stuff in manhattan right yeah, we're actually, um, we have a, a showroom in Hoboken, which is uh, just off the path train across from Manhattan. So it's on the, the Jersey side. Mm. You know what? I lived in New York for three years and I still have not been to Hoboken. You're, uh, you're, you're not alone. <laughs> Most people that do that and they show up and they say, wow, there's actually a lot going on over here. Yeah, I always meant to go, but I feel like next time I go over, I should probably pop over there and see how things are. Yeah, things are changing quick. I'm, I'm sure you'd enjoy it and I uh, would invite you to stop by. 
Yeah, I will. I will definitely do that. Not here to talk about Hoboken, though, even though it's a cool topic, I guess. But um, we are talking because you are the one of the founders of an, a really cool and amazing company called Avocado Green Mattresses. And we're going to cover a lot about sleep and the whole organic, sustainable back end to that and why it's important to care about it. But I think, um, let's just start with a question. Why should anyone want to buy an organic mattress? Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a really great question. It's it's one of those uh, 2020 hindsight kind of things, I suppose. Um, you know, when, when people start to kind of do research around what goes into making their mattress and, and how that could potentially be impacting their health. Uh, you know, if you think about it, we sleep on our beds for eight hours or more, um, you know, each night. And as we sleep, we breathe in our surroundings. Our most immediate surrounding is, is our mattress. Um, and, you know, Quite simply put, our, our most mattresses are, are made with to- toxic materials, um, petroleum-based memory foams, chemical flame retardant sprays, uh, um, chemical adhesives uh, that, that off-gas, meaning they emit volatile chemicals that compromise the quality of our indoor air. Uh, the same could be said for other furniture like couches um, that, that might possess similar, similar materials or chemical sprays, even tables with chemical lacquers on them. Um, you know, all of these things uh, sort of uh, add to the volatil- volatility of our, our indoor air quality. Uh, and over time, as we breathe in these chemicals each night, uh, it can cause um, health issues, anything from mild allergies and irritations to more chronic conditions. Now, one thing just to kind of uh, point out, because the, the devil is in the details, especially in this industry, and I, and I like to um, differentiate when I'm speaking to to you know to customers or really anybody about this is that um, you know we make our beds with with natural and organic materials. The the bed is not a certified organic mattress. There are some beds out there that are 100% organic and certified organic, and you tend to pay through the nose for those things. So you have to kind of ask, what am I trying to get out of this? Um, you know, in our case, what we do is we certify each of the materials that go into the mattress to make sure that they're, you know, safe, natural, inert. Uh, and then we certify the entire mattress uh, with something called GreenGuard Gold. It's a, a certification issued by a third-party company called UL Environment. And really what it does is uh, it ensures that there is no off-gassing from the mattress. There's no volatile chemicals that you're breathing in, um, you know, throughout the evening. Um, they, they actually lock it in an airtight contain, container for a period of time, and they're able to measure down to the parts per billion uh, in terms of an array of different different sorts of chemicals that might be emitted from from like a traditional mattress or, or piece of furniture. So in our case, it's kind of splitting hairs. You know, you're getting the same end result, um, but based on the way that we actually go about the construction methods and the way that we source our materials, we're able to uh, produce something that's safe, uh, inert, and healthy, but we can do it for for much less than you might pay for like a traditional organic mattress. Where, uh, you know, the reality is you you may be paying you know uh, partially for the name in those cases. Hmm. Yeah, because I've actually been surprised that it's it's as cheap as it is because it's not that crazy expensive. Um, and I was thrilled because we just got one delivered my boyfriend and I and I was just telling Jay that our life kind of turned around since then uh, we sleep so much better now and I wake up just feeling amazing and it's not just because I know it's an organic mattress or you know sustainably sourced mattress or whatever you want to name it but anyways I, I'm just sitting here a little bit perplexed I had no clue that your mattress could actually affect your health so much 
Um, and I think yeah, most people don't. You said people are Googling if, you know, what's made, what the mattresses are made out of. I think most people don't even think about it. They don't. It, it, you know, it, and it's really just kind of entering the, the, the public consciousness, if you will. Uh, there's, it, it's been a very niche market for many years, but people are definitely waking up to the fact that, um, you know, like anything else that they consume today, it can have a, a significant impact on their health. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, it's, this may be an extreme kind of comparison, but, you know, 50, 60 years ago, not really many people thought twice about smoking cigarettes, but now it's, it's a totally different story because of all the research done. Uh, and I think we're actually just getting into something like that in, in this industry as it extends, um, you know, as this, this wave of conscious consumerism continues to extend and evolve. Yeah. And I mean, you can say the same thing about the food industry, like go back 10 or 15 years, uh, mm -hmm. you didn't really second, you know, you didn't really question whatever you put into your body so much, like more than right. the price or, you know, the flavor to it. Whereas today it's like, oh, you want to make sure it's, you know, organic or local or at least not spray with some toxic things. Right. Um, and I think, came from even. right, exactly. And I think even like we're heading into the clothing um, part of things like the clothing industry and uh, or maybe that's just me because I'm so inter interested in it right now but like knowing that whatever clothes we're wearing on our body when we're sweating and stuff and our pores are wide open you know if we are wearing toxic clothing which is actually unfortunately most of the clothes you buy in stores today our bodies will absorb that toxin exactly you know and, and um, kind of on a similar note something I, I learned in the process is we have um, um, untreated wool in our mattress is that um, many people who feel they have or, or believe they have a wool allergy uh, are actually more so allergic to the chemicals that they use to treat and shrink proof the wool, um, especially in like merino sweaters and things like that in the in the U.S. Um, you know fashion industry. It's um, it's not necessarily an allergy to the to the core product and the the, the natural product itself. It's, it's it's you know the the treatments that occur along the way. Hmm. Yeah, I think like with most things, same same thing with food. Like I I always say I'm not allergic to gluten, but I'm like I'm sensitive. And, but again, it's depending on what kind of gluten and like, you know, what kind of bread and how authentic that bread is. Um, but I think I actually heard once that, you know, uh, you're not supposed to be tossing and turning too much in your bed and you're definitely not supposed to be sweating or waking up all the time. And if you are, it's, it's more about like some of the toxins and stuff inside the mattress or the sheets that you're sleeping in. Uh, is there any truth behind that or that's just something I heard? Yeah, you know, it, it definitely can be, and it's it's um, it can get a little complex because there's so many variable factors involved. You know, when it comes to things like sleeping hot, it could certainly be that you have um, you know a mattress protector that doesn't breathe or sheets that don't breathe that are synthetic. Um, you know, tossing and turning could uh, have a lot to do with the with the structure, the firmness of the mattress. If you're not getting adequate support, your spine and neck are not aligned properly, um, and and you're not actually getting like a deep restful sleep. So. Um, it, it can be a whole number of factors and, uh, you know, whenever somebody comes to us with, with an issue like that, maybe even on like a previous mattress, um, you know, we kind of start top down and go through a little bit of a, of a, of a troubleshooting process. Um, we have had quite a few customers report that once they, they switch over to a natural mattress that, um, you know, things like common allergies start to start to alleviate, um, you know, and they start to actually notice some significant improvement in their, in their, um, day to day health. Hmm. Yeah, because when you think about it, you are spending at least a third of your life on top of your mattress. So if you're yes. having issues, you know, you might want to start look there and be like, what am I sleeping on? 
every day or every night. Exactly. It's, it's uh, you know, an obvious place to start, but again, uh, often 2020 hindsight. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. So just to back up a little, um, please tell me about, you know, Avocado Green and kind of how, what the journey has looked like so far, uh, your personal story behind it. And I guess why you decided to start a company like that, because it's not the most regular one to start, really. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, it, it was a uh, it was it was almost a surprise to me as well. You know, we uh, a group of us that started the company had been working together for a number of years prior. I think about seven years. And um, you know, we've always had ambitions to start a company. We've kind of gone between um, you know consulting and, and attempting a few different types of product companies. Um, and and we all come from different backgrounds as well. None of us actually come from the the mattress industry per se. Um, and so the way that it came about was was a little serendipitous. We, um, you know, we were kind of arriving at a point in our all of our careers where we knew we wanted to do something impactful. Um, you know, we knew the challenges that the world is facing today. We kind of see the state of you know production and consumption, and you know, uh, issues with sustainability surrounding that. And so, uh, prior to starting Avocado, we were sort of at a place mentally where we knew we wanted to do something you know forward thinking, impactful. And, and I think it was around uh, maybe close to two years ago now, uh, two of our co-founders were about to have uh, their first son and they were looking at crib mattresses and one of these crib mattresses had little vents on the side and they said, oh, you know, well, what is that for? You know, we have, we have entrepreneurial kind of mindsets. So we want to know how things are made and where they come from. So asking a lot of questions and uh, long story short, you know, they, they kind of got a crash course in, uh, in mattress materials. You know, they're, they're looking for their son. They want to make sure it's, it's healthy and, and safe. Um, and they learned that these vents were there essentially to allow the mattress to off gas, um, which sounds crazy, but it's true. And, and so, um, it kind of opened our eyes to, uh, you know, the nature of these, these more traditional materials and some of the hazards surrounding them. Um, at around the same time, we ended up reconnecting with a, an old friend who knew people in the industry and said, hey, you know what, we're actually interested in looking into this. There has to be a better way of, of doing it. Um, and so we, we began to speak to some people in, in the industry and began to learn the extent of, of um, you know, uh, kind of uh, the issue, at least as we perceived it. Um, and, um, you know, in very short order, we, we started to establish sourcing and supplying relationships, manufacturing relationships, and we put together an early prototype for, um, you know, effectively what would be the first avocado mattress that was safe, natural, and it, it didn't off gas. And, uh, the materials that went into it were, were natural and didn't have the same, uh, detrimental impact on, on the environment. So. Um, it, it's kind of funny because when the idea was initially introduced to me by by one of my co-founders, I was actually quite reluctant. I said, "Hey, we're we're focusing on technology over here. We're doing entirely different things. Why why are we going into the mattress industry?" Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it, it checked all the boxes as far as what we wanted to be able to do to kind of um, you know uh, to to do something different, innovative, forward thinking that was also environmentally friendly. Um, and it became quite clear the extent of the opportunity um, once we just had like a much deeper sense of, of how the industry at large operated and a lot of the materials that were used or still are used in, in traditional mattress constructions. I mean, first thing, I just love that you were like, I don't know if I want to go into the mattress industry. It's not really where I'm heading to. But the more open you are to new possibilities coming your way, which is what Hey Change is all about. 
you never know where you're gonna end up um and i feel like similar to my own life's journey you may have this plan for what like what's supposed to happen and it's just not gonna be the end product um so and you know we needed a company like this uh, an, an affordable um non-toxic mattress that you can order online and just having been shipped to your doorstep which is super cool and also know that they're handmade, right? Yes, yes, they are. Yeah, we, we focus on using more traditional construction techniques. So um, everything that goes into it, there's there's a craftsman behind it from the tape etching that goes around the outer border uh, to the button tufting. Um, you, you probably noticed the little tufts in the middle of your mattress. I love them. Um, people actually take spikes and, and kind of uh, run those through top to bottom, you know, in and out with each one. Um, and, and, you know, it adds to the level of quality and craftsmanship of the product. It also makes sure that it doesn't, uh, break down over time. You know, we're not using, um, for example, like chemical adhesives, which could break down over time to, to hold the layers together. We're using more traditional, um, construction techniques that we know will, will stand the test of time. So, you know, a, a lot goes into it, um, you know, but. Uh, we feel that we need to offer something like this at an accessible price point. You know, it's not as cheap as like a, as a, uh, a standard memory foam mattress, but um, you know, when you compare it to the five to ten thousand dollar plus natural mattresses that are you, know, you might find in like a, a Manhattan showroom somewhere, um, it's it's uh, well below that. And you know, the, the truth is, we just didn't want to be greedy with it. We we could sell them for more, but we choose not to. That's amazing. So I'm really curious to know, how long does it take to make a mattress then if you make it by hand? You know, not as long as you might think. Um, you know, the, the, the challenge that we have today in terms of, of um, you know, scaling is that uh, we're getting a lot of orders and we have a limited number of people to, to make the beds. So, um, you know, we may have a backlog where it takes, you know, three or four days before it actually goes into our, our line where it starts to get made. But um, you know, you can start a mattress and finish it within the same day. You know, sometimes it takes a couple of days if, if, you know, not everyone is, uh, if one hand isn't talking to the other or we, you know, perhaps ran out of a particular supplier component. Um, but we have a pretty efficient method that goes on. And, um, you know, uh, all of, all of our, our staff that make the mattresses are assisted by machinery. So, you know, sewing machines and, and different types of equipment that help them put all of these components together. Um, and, and the line that we have set up is actually quite efficient once, once it gets running and things go from start to finish. So yeah, it could take about a day, sometimes two days. Cool. Maybe one day I'll come visit your factory and I'll see it from start to finish. You <laughs> are cool. more than welcome. We'd love to show you. Thank you. I, I, need, I need to ask that question, you know, live so that you have no choice but to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, just, kidding. just kidding. So would you say your mission is to, to help people get good and healthy sleeps or to save the environment or both? Um, you know, that's a really good question. Honestly, it's both. Um, we, we focus on, on both of these areas pretty extensively in terms of the quality of our products um, and their impact on the environment. We think about all stages of the product life cycle, um, you know, from from sourcing and construction to, to the distribution methods that we use and then the long-term impact of, of having our, our products out in the wild. Yeah, and I think like with any kind of other industries right now, there are thriving in the sustainable aspect of it, like food, clothing, beauty products, um, more and more like home textiles and stuff. I think it is got like, that market is growing so much because the connection between my personal health and the benefits of the planet and the people and the animals 
Like, mm-hmm. we're starting to realize it all ties together, right? Like, if I choose to take care of the planet, it's going to multiply back to me. If I choose a product that's sustainable or organic, I'm going to feel better and so is the planet. So I think, you know, it's the same thing with a mattress. So you pick one that is not organic, but sustainably made and made with intentions, and it's going to help both you and everyone else. Yes, absolutely. And, and you know, that that is becoming much, much harder to ignore these, these days in terms of the interconnectedness of all, of all the things, you know, um, people, planet, um, biodiversity. It's... Uh, it's certainly all connected, um, and we're we're feeling the the um, you know the the negative implications of that just based on our activity to date. Yeah, and I think like like the positive part of it though, because I'm starting, I'm really practicing this myself. I'm so good at being cheap on myself, like not investing things that I want to get or whatever. But the more I actually just you know, I, the more I'm mindful about things and only buy things when I really feel like I'm, I have my heart into it or. You know, I was like, hey, we sleep on this bed every night. Let's get what we really want. Then it's really good for us and the planet. The more of those choices I make, I just feel like it's just amplifying through my entire life. I feel mm-hmm. like I get so much more added value from that than you might expect, right? You wake up feeling great. And you go to bed feeling great. And you eat food that you know is going to make you feel great. It might be placebo effect, but it doesn't matter because you feel better overall. Absolutely. Yeah. I think what I want to say is like it's just a positive movement in general and I'm super excited to to be alive today to to be part of it. That's awesome. Yeah, I, you know, I think that um uh it's it's sometimes hard to get into that mindset of of making the right investments up front, especially if you're going to be spending more, but then if you think about how much you might spend um you know over the course of a lifetime if if uh you know a product is poorly made for example and you know, maybe it's cheaper, but then you cycle through five times more of that particular product over, you know, over a given time. And um, that increases your footprint. And, um, you know, among other things, it it, uh, it doesn't necessarily serve you from from a health perspective. So um, investing in yourself, I mean, at least from from my perspective, is one of the best things that you can do because, um, you know, the, the benefits, uh, you know, are, are there's there's a multitude of them. Um, you, you feel better and you act better and therefore you can have a better impact in terms of, of your work and what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. So I guess I'm kind of curious to know, are there any tangible facts or numbers of like how much you're saving the planet um, by choosing a mattress that's organic over like just a regular one? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's a ton of mature metrics around this, at least at this point in time, and we'd love to build some as we grow. Um, you know, last time I checked, I think the figure was somewhere around 50,000 mattresses enter a landfill every day uh, around mm-hmm. the world. Um, and that's, I mean, it's a, it's a crazy number to think about. And these are toxic materials that sit and slowly decay over many decades in a landfill. Uh, you know, they're not biodegradable. They're polyurethane-based materials. Um, and, and so if you think about the collective impact that has, it's pretty tremendous. Um, you know, there's there's really not... Uh, you know, the, the issue at large is, of course, with waste in, in general, but um, just looking specifically at mattresses, it's a it's a pretty mind blowing figure. Um, so so while our mattresses are not 100 percent biodegradable, we're working on it. You know, l- most of the mattress is, you know, it's uh, our, our latex materials, the wool, the cotton, um, the, the 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 steel aspect of it has to be recycled. But the, the large majority of, of the components in the mattress are biodegradable. And so. Um, you know, while it's not 100%, it uh, 
certainly has a minute environmental impact compared to, you know, a, a traditional mattress that's entirely synthetic. So, um, you know, I think that's one side of it is just kind of looking at the, you know, the footprint of what you're buying and where it ends up. Um, you know, and when it comes to like the reverse logistics side, we, we have a, an ever expanding donation and recycling network. So uh, in the event that we have like a mattress return, we want to make sure that it doesn't even end up in a landfill, that it ends up in a in a good home or at the very least is is responsibly recycled. Um, and, and then in, in our case, you know, we we, we have a, a, a kind of a plethora of, of growing environmental initiatives. Right now, we, we make contributions to an organization called 1% for the Planet. So 1% of our revenues go to supporting environmental organizations. Um, but, you know, in reality, this, this is the tip of the iceberg for what we'd like to do in terms of collaborating with uh, and empowering like-minded organizations. Um, and, and we're excited for, for that to unfold and, and for us to kind of forward our agenda, if you will. Yeah, I mean, how long have you guys been around now? Um, you know, I'd say about a year and a half. Oh, so wow. Not... You're so young. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Um, Congratulations. You know, I mean, yeah, you're just on tip of the iceberg. Things are going to happen. I mean, you're already doing great. So, I mean, if you can make that mattress happen in like a year or so, I'm very hopeful about the future. Yes, we were, um, you know, we're motivated and we're moving fast. Great. And I just want to ask this question for anyone who might not know. What does it even mean if something ends up in a landfill? Like, what is that doing to the planet? Well, I mean, in the case of if you're looking at a, um, you know, a, a mattress, for example, and we were talking about this concept of off-gassing where it's emitting um, volatile chemicals and, and compromising the quality of your home. I mean, picture that on a mass scale when you have, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of beds just sitting there and slowly decaying. Um, those are emitting um, quantities of, of volatile, volatile gases and chemicals into the atmosphere, which, of course, is is detrimental, um, you know, not to mention any of the impact that it might have on the surrounding soil as, as chemicals, um, you know, uh, seep into the earth. Um, many of the materials used in traditional mattresses, um, especially if you're looking at like a memory foam mattress, a traditional memory foam mattress uses a petroleum based um, polyurethane foam. Again, it's not biodegradable, so it just sits there and it it, it slowly slowly decays and does not break down and has a, a detrimental impact to the earth and to the atmosphere. Hmm. So I guess then even burning something is not going to help. It's going to, you know, just go into the atmosphere. Not necessarily. And, it, you know, it depends on what it is. And, you know, we, we see this issue uh, at large, you know, of course, not just with mattresses, but with waste in general, you know, we have landfills that are overflowing. We we're not building products that um, reintegrate into the earth. They just sit there and they have detriment, detrimental impacts to the earth, to the atmosphere, to the wildlife. Um, you know, you see uh, these massive floating plastic, you know, I don't know what you want to call them, islands that are, um, you know, out in the ocean and they're they're destroying um, they're destroying the wildlife. Yeah, it's sad. I know. It's like I'm trying not to think about those islands because they will literally make me cry. Um, but I think we need to know that they exist and to just like understand that as a human being and as a consumer, I have the power in my hand every day to make a conscious decision and to decide what kind of future we want to head into. And it's as simple as, you know, go and get your coffee and bring your own cup or, you know, don't reach for that water bottle in the grocery store and you can actually refill your one at home, stuff like that. And then the bigger ones is like, what kind of mattress do I want to sleep on? What clothes am I wearing? But then again, to understand that 
it's not about sacrificing our lives it's about you know it's it comes full circle like the more we the more we make conscious decisions in our everyday shopping in our everyday life in general it's going to come back to us we're going to have a better health we're going to feel better spiritually and mentally and physically we're going to sleep better and you know the world is just going to thrive in a whole different level so yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. and I, I mean i think that we as business owners um, have a certain responsibility to ensure that we are producing products that that you know um, that wind up in people's hands that um, are not going to be uh, counter to that it's great to see that so many people are making these decisions today. I want to say maybe five plus years ago that just it wasn't um, nearly as mainstream as it is today. But um, there's there's certainly a lot happening just across the fence, and and there's so many more people now just making conscious choices when it comes to you know how they're how they're how they're consuming. Yeah, since you're so new too, like what's some kind of uh, response you've been getting so far from people? Um, from our from our customers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've uh, if you've if you've checked out our website, um, we have just so many positive reviews from people with with the product at large. And you know, the story that you told me, I, I kind of mentioned before, it, it um, it's actually quite common. You know, we have we have people saying that this is the best sleep they've actually ever ever gotten. You know, 50 years of sleeping on you know different types of mattresses, um, and and so you know, I think that. Because you have to make a, a a quality and comfortable product, right? If it was, you know, if it was sustainable, it was a natural mattress and it had zero impact on the environment and 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 positive health implications, but it was hard as a rock. No one was going, no one would buy it, um, you know. So we have to kind of strike that intersection of of you know of quality and comfort and also sustainability in terms of the materials. And um, you know, fortunately, we have and we've been getting a tremendously positive response from our from our customers. Um, that that speaks to that, you know, to all areas of it, to the sustainability, to the naturalness, um, you know, down to the comfort uh, and, and quality of the product. Yeah, because I think when most people think about sustainable products, if it's clothing or, you know, beauty products or even furniture, you kind of have this picture in mind where it's like, yeah, it's stiff and hard and like it looks kind of boring. Um, mm-hmm. And I, being so immersed in this world today, I just feel like that's shifting so much. Um so would you say that it's due to like new technology that we can now make a mattress that is actually really comfortable and soft and bouncy and still sustainable? Um, you know, actually, I would not. Um, it, it's 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 interesting because this is maybe more of like a personal opinion, but, you know, we, we tend to want to insert technology into everything today. Um, and understandably so. I mean, obviously it's, it, it has its benefits and there's a lot of talk around, uh, you know, sleep technology and, um, you know, companies sort of advertising what, what I would at least consider to be more of a gimmick than something that's practical. Um, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, how like a mattress is constructed, you know, in our particular case, um, you know, we're using a lot of just kind of traditional materials. The, the latex that we're using in the mattress is a traditional Dunlop latex. Um, there's, you know, nothing significantly different about it. Um, but we've done a lot in the way of experimenting with the densities and the firmness of, of um, you know, of these latex layers. We've, we've done just a lot of experimentation with the product and kind of, you know, dog fooded it ourselves, if you will, and, and figured what does work, what doesn't work. Um, and, and, you know, through our growth, we've gotten feedback from thousands of customers about the comfort of the mattress. And, you know, we try and keep it super simple. We don't want to offer 50 different varieties of something for people to get confused about. We'd rather, 
you know, try and be the most to the most people that we can with a few simple options um, that, that cater to different comfort preferences. Um, and, and, you know, just focus on using these traditional materials to make a really comfortable but supportive sleep surface. So, um, you know, it, it's certainly not, um, it's not rocket science and there's, there's no secret sauce, you know, in, in, in the product per se. In fact, we actually disclose all of our materials and our construction methods um, because we focus on things like transparency, um, uh, you know, as we should, because this, these are the questions that our, our customers ask. Um, but, um, no, I mean, there's, there's, there's great components in the product. So, so, um, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't get me wrong, but it's, um, it, it's not necessarily due to technology and there's really no, um, I guess, secret ingredient, if, if you will, um, that, that produces the comfort that we that we offer well i kind of like that because it's like let's just take it back to humans and the handcraft of things and just putting love into whatever you're producing and just being really intentional about the end product and wanting to make something that's great and that people really want to have so i like that answer i i, I kind of don't want everything to be about technology nowadays um yeah, you know, and we think that fewer ingredients and fewer moving parts and more traditional construction methods, they, they result in a, a higher quality product that has longevity. You know, we're trying to build something that lasts. We have a 25-year extended warranty. Um, we fully expect our, our beds to, to hold up to that. Awesome. So where would you say Avocado Green is five years from now? That is a, a really good question. <laughs> it's almost kind of hard to fathom because we've come so far in, in such a, a short period of time. Um, but, you know, I, I think that we uh, would love to establish ourselves as a thought leader, um, you know, not just in the mattress industry, but in manufacturing at large. We, we kind of see ourselves as an environmental platform that just happens to make natural sleep products. Um, and, and by looking at it that way, um, you know, it, it, it just it makes us think differently about what our agenda is and what we're trying to achieve. You know, of course, we're always going to be improving our product. That's that's our philosophy of just continuous improvement, continuous evolution. Um, but what we really would like to do is is bring a greater level of transparency into the manufacturing industry, figure out new ways to to you know produce products more sustainably. Um, you know, uh, figure out ways to to better offset carbon emissions in that process and use alternative energy sources. Um, so, so we'd really love to do a lot in the way of, um, you know, uh, again, bringing more transparency to the industry, increasing, um, you know, the, the standards that exist and, and just raising the bar in general, um, you know, in, in manufacturing, which has traditionally been a, a, a rather, um, you know, closed off industry. Um, and, and I think the same could be said, not just for, for mattresses, but in, in fashion or really any kind of product that gets manufactured on like a larger scale. Um, so we, we have our work cut out for us, but we, um, we, we'd love to be seen as a thought leader in the space in that way and, and, um, you know, set lead by example, essentially. Cool. And I think in your case and talking about transparency, it's really about, you know, bringing awareness to the subject and educate and communicate the importance of making these decisions. Cause I mean, I did not know lots about it and I think most listeners probably don't so thank you for leading this journey and um, helping us make better choices in our life and helping save the planet because it's important today it's important from a company perspective and it's important from a consumer perspective and I think 
the most incredible part is that it's not one or the other. We it's about coming together and making this a teamwork. Absolutely. And you know, we we thank our customers for that because they're the ones that are really driving that change. You know, of course, this is what we want to do. But if people weren't asking for this, we wouldn't be in business. Um, you know, and and so our customers hold us accountable and they challenge us and they, and they make us ask questions that, uh, you know, we would not necessarily even think to ask. And we've learned a tremendous amount over the past year just by way of, of you know, kind of fringe questions from customers. Um, you know, we, we get things. Um, all the way down to, you know, what type of what type of energy does your, you know, does your um, latex facility in Vietnam, you know, run on? And it actually happens to be biofuels. Um, so, so you know, we um, we get asked all of these questions about our entire supply chain, and and um, you know, we do our best to do a deep dive and answer all of these really thoroughly, and and it just helps us continue to improve as we grow. Mm, cool. So, what would you say has been the biggest challenge so far? That's a good question. You know, I think, I, I think the biggest challenge is, uh, well, you know, it, it, it's, it's probably multi-part, but, um, you know, when it comes to, uh, working with suppliers that have the same vision for you in terms of, you know, how they operate, um, you know, their, the quality of life of, of their personnel, um, the type of impact that they're having, um, you know, we're we're still a relatively small company. We're growing quickly. We we have customers in all 50 states, and and um, you know uh, we're we're thrilled at that. But but relative to some of the bigger guys who have much more clout and sway, um, it's almost like kind of like a beggars can't be choosers sort of thing. So when we started, it was um, you know it was difficult to establish the right supplier relationships. Um, you know, and, and kind of uh, getting people to believe in us that we're actually going to be, a, you know, this is going to be a long term partnership and we'd love to, you know, to work with you to kind of help evolve this relationship. And we want to learn more about what you're doing and what type of impact that it has. So, um, you know, getting all the materials that go into the product and making sure that, um, you know, those sources are sustainable for us and, and will be, um, you know, long term, I think, has been has been challenging. Um, and I, and I think that that issue uh, of, of control um, is, is, you know, a little frustrating for us when we want to do so much and, you know, the industry has not really been, you know, in a position to do that. You know, the questions that we're asking and the things that we're doing and, and trying to kind of push the limit around is it, it makes some people uncomfortable. Um, and, and so we just have to remain positive about it and make sure that that you know, we're always striving to improve and you, know, you got to start somewhere in order to get somewhere else. So um, it's certainly been a journey and we're, we're happy with where we're at right now, but we know that it could always be better and we're always striving to, uh, you know, to do that. Well, I think like with anything, when you're kind of revolutionary or trying to make a huge change or difference, um, it's going to be, you're going to have to get by those hurdles and it's going to be hard sometimes and maybe even a bit uncomfortable but from an entrepreneurial point of view, if anyone, like, what would be, I guess, some advice to someone who's like, I would love to start this company, but the journey is just so long. Just even thinking about it makes me, like, catch my breath or whatever. I don't think if someone asked you, like, 10 years ago, hey, are you going to start an organic mattress company? You would probably say no. Because um, <laughs> that's, like, with most things, when you start out, it's like, there's no way I'm going to do this. But then, for some reason, you just find yourself traveling along this road, and before you know it, you're there. Um, so what, what would be one advice you would give to anyone like having those thoughts in mind right now? 
That's it's a good question. You know, I mean, um, like persistence is really key. It's being able to to do something and just not stop no matter what. And I, you know, I mentioned early on that that myself and a few of our co-founders had worked together for many years, and and we you know attempted to get a couple of different product-based companies off the ground in that time. And each time we did it, we thought it was going to be successful. Um, and and that process, start to finish, before we started Avocado, was uh, I'd say about seven years. So. You know, if someone had told me at the very beginning of that journey that it was going to take seven years of very, you know, hard work and and just just tremendous amounts of stress, um, uh, you know, I might kind of turn and run the other way. So, in, you know, in some respects, I I, I thank my own naivety um, for for not realizing just quite how much work it would really take to be successful. And so, um, you know, now we come into this this company um, eyes wide open, understanding that. Um, you know, we're right here right now and we want to be, you know, way down here in the future, but it's going to take a tremendous amount of effort and we're prepared for that and we're going to be persistent. Um, you know, if things don't go our way or something happens where we, we know, um, that we're going to just make it through it and we're going to keep going and we're not going to stop, you know, no matter what. Um, and, and I think that, you know, I, I see a lot of, of companies, um, you know, ultimately dismantle, not because it's a bad idea um, or there maybe wasn't a market for the product or whatever it was, but um, that that people just decide to go do something else when in reality they were actually close to success, you know, and, and they just didn't know it. Um, so, so that consistency, that persistence, I think is really key, um, you know, because people can do a lot more than they give themselves credit for and people can learn things very, very quickly. Um, but it's very easy to get, you know, demotivated um, or to just give up and try and go do something else when in reality all you had to do was just continue to put that effort toward the same thing. Uh, and if you're really passionate about it and you believe in what you're doing, that's what's going to carry you through. If you're not, um, you know, then you, you just you just don't care that much and, and it's much easier to quit. A few things on that. I think sometimes it's actually a blessing in disguise that you don't know the challenges are coming up because you would never even start if you knew what you had to push yourself through. But I guess I think you can agree with me on this one. Like looking back, you're like, I would never think that I could get through that, but I know it. Like now I know I can. And it's something to be said about pushing through and be persistent, like you say, because you're building character. And for each time you're, you're able to overstep limits that you thought were beyond yourself you're proving to yourself that you can do this and you take that with you for the next one. Um, and slowly you're building that journey for yourself and you're really finding yourself in new realities and building amazing stuff. So, And that's when you get results like Avocado Green and now you're literally changing the world and people sleep. So thank you for pushing through, I guess. <laughs> yes, th thank you. And you know, I in, in looking back, I, I wouldn't change anything because it, one thing does lead to, to, the, to the next. And um, you, you know, you may not know it at the time, but you're learning and you're building experience. And, um, you know, early on, it was a lot of 2020 hindsight, a lot of things that you get burned by, you do the wrong way. But, you know, the more things that you do wrong, you, you just never do them. <laughs> you never do them again because you never, hopefully want to not. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, it, there's, you're always going to make mistakes and it's always going to be learning, but at least the fundamentals. So, um, there's a reason for everything. Yes, totally. Um, Jay, thank you so much for doing this interview with me and for sharing all your knowledge and your passion as a company 
And before I wrap up with my final three questions, um, I would love to give the audience a chance to find you and follow you and read all about you if you didn't cover it all here. So uh, yeah, what's your website and what's your social media and all that? Sure. Well, so the um, our uh, website is avocadogreenmattress.com. Um, so you can follow us there. Um, we have all of our, our social accounts. Um, just uh, you'll see our Instagram feed at the bottom of the website. Um, I myself actually have very little social presence. So um, I, I don't have an Instagram or a Twitter, um, uh, very limited on Facebook. Um, but we're, as a company, super active on social media. So um, you can find us at, at avocadogreenmattress.com. Our social accounts are there. We're active on Facebook. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and you also, I know you have a really cool magazine that I follow too, that you post via from your Instagram and stuff, and you write about really helpful tips on like how to be more sustainable and happy and mindful, so you should check them out for sure. Yes, yeah, we love expanding the conversation there. The magazine is actually a, a relatively new for us, but it's it's gotten, um, you know, great uptake, and um, we're, we're having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, cool. That's the way you do it. Just have fun, you know. Spread the word, have fun, interact, and you gotta do it one day at a time. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for my final three? Uh, I think so. <laughs> okay, let's go. If you were to pick one superpower, which one would that be and why? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, hmm. You know, growing up, I always wanted to fly, but I feel like that's not, that's not a good one. You know, I, I think, I think today, uh, this, this, you know, this is, uh, this is really ironic actually, but, but I would say that, um, the, the power to not sleep, uh, because, you know, I, I get so excited about what I'm doing that I sometimes find it really hard to go to sleep and I'm up till two, three o'clock in the morning. And then, you know, I want to get up at six or seven o'clock and just, you know, do it all over again, but then I'm exhausted. So, um, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword, I suppose, you know, understanding the, the true value of sleep and, in, in, um, in what we do. Um, but at the same time, if I could be awake 24 seven, um, I, I think I would be, you know, you're running a company that sells mattresses. I am like you're encouraging people to sleep, but then you don't want to not sleep. <laughs> yes. Well, okay, I'll take it. No, I see that. Like sometimes I feel the same way. It's like, do I really have to waste these hours? At, but at the same time, I love sleeping. It's like one of my favorite things in the world. So I don't know. Are you really sure you want to give up sleeping? Because it's kind of magical when you think about it. It, it's it's a tough one, you know. Yeah. It's it's the it's it's my um, you know excited and ambitious side combating you know the my my love for sleep. So, um, you know, I, I think that that's not a reality. So so I'll, I'll I'll take it and I'll sleep on a natural mattress in the interim. And maybe you can turn it off. You don't have to sleep if you don't want to, but you can right. turn it back you can on. Sleep right. The benefit of, uh, of of sleep and then laying around for a while. I I, I take that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. We'll take that. All right. Uh, number two, you can only eat one food or one dish for the rest of your life. What would that be? <laughs> uh, that's funny. You know, I'm I'm kind of a creature of habit. I mean, I I find myself eating the same thing over and over again for an extended period of time, and I I never really get tired of it. So. I mean, I eat pretty simply. I think if I had to eat one thing for the rest of my life, I think a smart choice would probably be rice, mm. you know, because it's like kind of mild. It doesn't really have like a like an extreme distinction to it that you would really, really get sick of. So yeah, I'd, I'd pick rice, plain rice. You know what? I've asked this question to quite a few people and I've been asked it myself. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say rice. <laughs> it's really interesting. No, but when you say though, like I, I see it, you know, you're never going to get sick of it because it's, you know, plain enough to be able to eat like morning lunch and dinner. And yeah, 
I think you're very practical. I feel like you're a practical being. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much a minimalist. I like to keep things simple. Yeah, I'm heading into that direction. Minimalistic life is really, I think, a lot better uh, when you learn how to embrace it the right way. I agree. For sure. All right, my final question. Um, I want to, hey, change this podcast to be a platform for good news and a space for things that we can learn more things and inspire each other. Um, and also just to kind of wrap all those good news out there because there are really good news happening in this world. Unfortunately, the newspapers don't always want to cover those news. But um, with that said, are there any good news that you have heard or read lately that you would like to share with me and the listeners? Hmm. So that is a tough question, I think, with the you know, kind of the, the state of our world today. I mean, if I, I, I tend to avoid, you know, the, the, the major news outlets because it's pretty much always bad news in, in terms of, of what they're conveying. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of positive change in, in the, in the world of, of business and politics that's happening right now. Um, there's a lot of awareness being brought about by, um, you know, even the younger generations. Um, and so when you, um, you know, kind of look at all the things that are happening in the world today that are negative, but then, um, you know, you see some of, of the change that's being evoked by, by, um, you know, kind of innovative or forward thinking people, um, in the realm of, of, um, you know, of like environmental, uh, sustainability and, and, um, just the different solutions that are inventions that are being put forth to kind of solve some of these world's problems, um, you know, it's, it's inspiring. Um, so I don't know if I've seen a, a particular news article in general, but I, I follow a lot, um, you know, um, in, in the way of like high technology and, and, um, you know, in, inventions or designs that, that are aimed at solving some of the toughest problems that we have today, like pollution and global warming. Um, and at least gives you hope that, that, you know, change may be on the horizon, uh, on a much larger scale. Um, and, and, you know, we, of course, would love to be part of that conversation and part of that change. Um, you know, there's another news, there's a, um, a, a news outlet, I don't know if you're familiar with it, called Upworthy, which just focuses actually on, on good news. Um, so I, I check that out from time to time. If you've, ever, if you've ever checked it out, they have some interesting things on there across the, an array of topics. Yeah, I do know about them. I didn't know they were all about positive news stuff. Yes. Yeah, cool. I think they were. Their approach was, hey, you know, all these news channels are really just focusing on the negative stuff, but there's good things happening in the world and someone should tell about it. All right. So Upworthy, that's the place to go. Yes. All right. Thank you so much, Jay. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. It was good speaking with you. All right, guys, that was it for today. I hope you learned a thing or two and that you feel inspired about learning more about your sleep and how you can improve it and this planet. And of course, don't forget to check out Avocado Green and maybe try out their mattresses. And they also have really cool pillows. And like I said in the beginning of this episode, with the code HEYCHANGE, you get a $100 discount. So make sure to use that. And also, if you like my podcast, please head over to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe. Your feedback truly means the world to me. All right. Until next time, have an awesome day. Stay curious, stay hungry, and make sure to be happy. Thank you.